You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Outdoor Edge knows that providing a freezer full of meat is part of the reason we all hunt. And what better way to bring it full circle than to process your own wild game? Outdoor Edge provides a full lineup of traditional and replaceable blade hunting knives and complete wild game processing kits to bring your wild game from the field to the freezer. Visit OutdoorEdge.com and at checkout, enter the discount code N-A-T-I-O-N-3-0 for 30% off. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your host, Nate and Micah. How are we doing today, bud? I'm just going to give a, what's it called, a warning. I'm losing my voice right now. Yeah. So if I sound at all through this show like a prepubescent version of myself. <laughs> <clears throat> Actually, I'm doing all right right now, but it was yeah, I didn't pretty know, rough today. I didn't notice it too bad during the show. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sick or nothing. I think I just yelled too loud. Yeah, too many kids, man. Too many kids yeah. to yell at. That shit's not listening to me. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I yell a lot more than I used to <laughs> now that I have children <laughs> over stupid stuff. My sucker fell on the floor. <laughs> Throw it away. <laughs> Why are you it's telling me about sucker? Why are you telling me about this? Kids are funny, man. They uh, cry about the silliest things. Yeah, they can be a little ridiculous sometimes, but you know. Speaking that's... of kids. Taking my son's hunt tomorrow. So you didn't take him today? I didn't take him today. Today, we're recording this on April 18th, which yeah. is opening morning of turkey season. On Sunday, it rained all day long, Yep. sleeted, even snowed a little bit, and was cold. And so we got home Sunday night, and I'm just like, man, they're going to be miserable if I take them. It's going to be wet, cold in the morning. I've never been to this place to turkey hunt. Right. So I'm like, I'm not, I'll take them Tuesday. Well, technically, we've only been there during the dark. Right, right. right, right. We've only been there coyote at night, yeah. coyote hunting. And so I'm like, I'm not going to take them. So anyway, get up this morning, go outside, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Sun's shining. I'm like, crap. So I'm driving my, my kid to babysitter, and I see no less than like three dozen turkeys out in different fields on oh. the way there. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot. So I get home, it's probably 9.30, and I'm like, screw it, I'm going to go. So I went out today, and uh, just to like kind of scout a little bit, see where I want to set up with them tomorrow morning, if we can even get to spots, and dude, there's not, 
okay, I won't say there's no turkey there, but there's mud. And I walked a good portion of this property today. I no did tracks. not see a single turkey track. No tracks. Didn't hear nothing. That's didn't what hear thing. nothing. Didn't see no, you know, just nothing. Yeah. So I'm like, I mean, they could be there. It don't mean that they're not there, but that's not a good sign. So I was going to take them tomorrow morning. And actually, instead, me and Andy are going to go. That's cool. We're going to take the boys. And Caden has a tag. Chase doesn't, but he's going to be there. Yeah. Just hang out. Yeah. So we're going to go in the morning. Very cool, man. No, I'm going to take the boys to school late. Yeah. It's good for them. They learn more out there anyways. Oh, for sure. No offense to schools. That's not what I meant. It's just a life lesson. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a life lesson. Those are good lessons to learn, too. Yeah. What are we doing today? Today, we have on Troy with uh, Hunt Wars. So, it's actually a YouTube show, and I think I believe you said it was on yeah. Carbon TV and yeah. stuff. Amazon a, Prime. Amazon Prime. It's a uh, hunting competition between uh, teams. Obviously, there's two hunters, and uh, they get, you know, they, there's a draw process to where if you get picked, you get... You drive to wherever the camp's at, and they set you up with everything. You're all in the same unit, and you get a camera crew come filling your hunts. Pretty damn cool, honestly. Yeah, it's a very cool concept. Your odds are a lot better drawing this than you would doing most out-of-state tags. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Only difference is you'll be on TV. Yeah, you'll be on TV. But you get so much free stuff. Yeah. Like, if you draw this... All the stuff you get hooked up with, like in the show, I don't want to spoil it. You get a free bow, yeah. If you you draw your archery, I didn't. I didn't even. We didn't even ask like what the winners get. Like, is there a well, shit? The? No, we didn't, did we? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Troy. Yeah, that's all right. I'm sure they can f- figure that out. Yeah, it might say on the website too. I would assume so. But either way, it's going to be a really cool experience. I yeah. Mean, yeah, because they they really prepare you. They talk. You know, we, we don't really need to get into it too much, but. I mean, they really get you ready for these. Yeah, yeah. No, even it, if you're experienced or not. Yeah, they'll take anybody. So have a little interview process, and uh, sounds like it'd be a good time. Yeah, and they've got some cool sponsors. Uh, what do you call it? Putting in prizes to the people who win, and even people who don't win the actual hunts, you can also win some of that cool stuff. That yeah, and you can get you know some discount codes and that yeah. sort of thing too. Speaking of sponsors. Yeah, let's Do you like that segue? Yeah, that was, that was perfect. We got some sponsors for today's show. Uh, new one for us, Onyx. Yeah, I can never say too many good things about Onyx. It is literally something that I use every single you day. You use it every day. Every single day with my job. Yeah. It is, it is the most used app on my phone, no doubt about it. Uh, there's a feature Onyx has that I just I love so much. It's the... Uh, the facing, the I don't know how to explain facing. it. The forward facing, so it shows you the map the way you're looking. Yeah, I I love that thing so much. That's the yeah. way I. I mean, out where, where we're in Colorado, that's the way I use it. Yep. Yeah, and I use. And nobody else has that. Yeah, and the the reason I use it so much is with my job. You know, I'm out there in the sticks, and I got to find certain properties, and so I'm using the uh, the who owns the land or whatever. Right. You know, whatever you land want to call Landowner information. Yeah, landowner information. Yeah. Because you'd be surprised how many people don't actually have a number on their mailbox. <laughs> no, a lot don't. No. And Google Maps is not always right. Yeah. So check them out. Uh, if you uh, go to onxmaps.com, you can't do it through the app. Um, go to onxmaps.com on your computer. 
uh, and sign up, you can use the code MWW20 and you would save 20% off any of their subscriptions. So whether you want the Elite, which is what I got, um, or just one state, yeah, uh, you can save 20% off that. Yeah, I think one state's like 20 bucks, and then I think if you want to get the Elite, I think it's 100 bucks. So save 20% off each of those. Pretty yep. good deal. Yep. So use that code. Check them out. Uh, River's Edge Tree Stands. Yes, sir. I'm excited to get some tree stands up. We need to load some of that stuff off my trailer that we we picked up. We do. We do need to get my some. My dad of keeps asking about that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, we do. But uh need to get out there. And I already know of one spot that I need to put one, at least one. I can think of another one, If but that one's going to be a little work. <laughs> I think we're going to have to cut down some thorny locusts. Yeah. So not looking forward to that, but uh, super excited to get those up in the trees. Yeah, check them out, River's Edge Tree Stands. Um, you know, in my opinion, you know, there's all – what I like about where I'm at in my life is I've got children. I run and gun. I don't run and gun. I, I'm kind of like the, the consumer that is – everybody's me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, River's Edge kind of handles all those different consumers. They've got people – you know, they got ladder stands. They've got hang-ons. They've got – um, platforms they've got two man whatever i would need they've got and so uh that's what i like about river's edge and working with them so check them out cutty back trail cameras uh it's getting close to that time um i got mine all cleaned up and ready to go but haven't put them out so i need to order some batteries now that i think about it yeah i didn't think of that that's a small fortune every time we do that yeah batteries are stupid expensive nowadays but you know luckily the way they work out with us you well, do, it one, do it one time. You only got to do it yeah. one time during the season. So, I mean, that's a bonus for sure. Check them out. Use the code MOWW22 for 10% off uh, any of their stuff. Uh, Midwest Gunworks. Cameron's, uh, Cameron found out something today from us. <laughs> I, I spent more money. Yeah, we talked a little bit about it <laughs> yeah. last in the show. But, yeah, you did buy your new gun. I did. So uh, Hopefully that will be in the mail for too long yeah soon i'm excited about it so uh, we'll just stop there so my wife doesn't hear anymore <laughs> but uh, yeah midwest gunworks they're awesome they got all your parts anything and full rifles ammo anything you can think of as far as firearms go they got you covered so yep. go over there and use the code mww5 for five percent off lucky buck i need to go dump more i'm getting behind but check them out. Um, awesome mineral. Smells great. Um, it's straight-up mineral. Yep. So, you know, uh, for states where you can't put any grain out during the season, uh, that's what's nice about Lucky Buck. It's all mineral. It's not got any grain in it. Uh, check them out. Lucky Buck Mineral – or Lucky Buck – holy hell, am I spacing right now? LuckyBuckMineral.com. Or just Google it and you'll find it. Yeah. Uh, Camo Fire. I guarantee you they got turkey stuff on camo fire right now. Ooh, I'll just take a quick gander. I'll get there quicker than you. Or you got the app. No, I don't have the app. I just got yeah, it. I'm already on safe. Uh, dude, they got guns on camo fire. I never realized. I didn't realize that. they did guns. Me neither. That's it's all, The first six things are guns. Yeah, they got the CVA. Dude, look at this camo fire hat. It's six bucks. All kinds of good stuff. So, uh, hydrate, yeah. 
I'll be damned. Learn something new every day. Ooh, I like those uh, game bags. Yeah, those game bags are pretty sweet. I have those game bags right there. Black Ovis ones. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's the base layers. Yep. Anyway, check them out. Camo Fire. You can download the app. Uh, go to camofire.com. Doesn't really matter. Um, it's my daily morning ritual. That's all I'll say right there. And then Black Ovis. Uh, Black Ovis. We really need to get with our guy and talk about getting some arrows built. I yep. know you uh, got some already on the, on your cart. Yeah, yeah, I need to get those bought. Um, and they got everything you need as far as all your gear. So whether you need camo, bows, well, I don't know if they sell bows, but they do have uh, you know all your bow accessories, sights, Let me just tell you. arrows, rest, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, it's pretty much an online store for hunting. <laughs> no, it's not pretty much an online it store. Is it is an, an online, online store. store. So. Uh, no, they don't have both. Yeah, I think that's mostly a dealer thing. Yeah, but stabilizers, broadheads, releases, targets, yep. anything you you would need. Yeah, so. and then obviously other stuff too. Yeah, so check them out. Blackovis.com. Use the code MWW10 for ten percent off. Yep. Thanks to our sponsors. We appreciate it. Thanks to Hunt Wars for coming on. I had a lot of fun actually, kind of just talking about the different camp stories and stuff Troy was telling. Yeah. You know, I could kind of picture myself being like, oh, shit, there's a camera on me. <laughs> We'd probably get in trouble. <laughs> I don't know if they'd the, be able to use much of, our fo- yeah. much of our footage. Because when things go wrong for me, I tend to get a little, little nasty. Yeah, you're pretty mouthy. <laughs> so pretty mouthy. I, I usually just shut up. I'm just like, okay, well, that sucked. You, so you'd we'd both be bad because I'd be talking all kinds of shit and you'd just be... <laughs> I'm mad <laughs> or whatever the case Micah, may be. Micah, tell us your feelings. No. <laughs> I'm upset. Leave and me then, alone. Then Get that camera out of my face. They pan to me. Nate, tell your feelings. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we're never getting drawn. Yep. We ain't going to make it through the interview process. That's <laughs> exactly right. Uh, all right. Let's let's uh, let's hop into today's show with Troy Gokritz of Hunt Wars. Yep. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. Okay, with us tonight we have Troy Gokritz with Hunt Wars. Troy, what's up, man? How are you? We're doing good. Doing excellent. Opening day of turkey season here, so. In Missouri, that's correct. Yeah, people have been seeing some birds drop, so that's pretty pretty cool. Not by us. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done it, but. Not by us. Anyways, before we uh, get into today's episode, Troy, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell us what you do with Hunt Wars and um, kind of give the listener, which this whole show is going to kind of be this, but uh, tell them what Hunt Wars is. Yeah. Um, so Troy Gokritz, uh, originally from Utah. Um, you know, uh, it was funny about three years ago. Well, yeah, now we're on to season three. So it's it's three, almost four years ago. Um, I'm a, obviously big big hunter, archery guy, uh, had done a lot of research in, in Montana. And we were going into this new area that, that I'd talked to the biologist, done a lot of e-scouting and we show up to the trailhead and, you know, I'm like, Hey, if we're going to go to Montana, we're going to go for seven, eight days. And, uh, 
So we, we get to the trailhead and no joke, right when we pulled in, another group pulled in and it was me and my two buddies and then these other three guys. And so I walk over to them. I'm like, hey, I, I mean, there's really, there was only like two trailers. Like you're going left or you're going right. And, and they were of, of course going the same way as us. And that, <laughs> oh, you know, that, that just ha- happens in hunting. And I'm like, well, how long are you guys going to be there? Like the exact same time, same area. I'm like, holy cow. Like, you know, you always want to have the mountain to yourself, but I walked back to my, my guys, my group. And I'm like, Hey, they're going in the same spot. Like this is going to be hunt wars. And I just said it, like, I, I didn't even think about like, really making it a show at that point but all week it was on my mind and i i kept thinking like because we hunted really hard that week knowing that those guys were in the same canyon and drainage as us we got up earlier we hiked farther we never went back for lunch and you know i as we as the week progressed and when we got home i'm like you know what like we both had never been there. We both showed up. We both hunted hard. We both were there at the same time, same place, level playing field. Like that should be a TV show. You know, that that's what people probably want to see is this type of competition and see guys get it done and, and be successful in the way in the, in the, you know, the, in that same time frame. And so um, that's kind of when we, we started and it was crazy. We started it on March like literally first call, I called one of my, my buddies and I said, Hey, you know, do you know any videographers? He hooked me up with Trent and Trent and his brother, Will, um, his brother-in-law and then his brother, Britt, they're, they're the co-founders with me. Um, and they supplied all the camera work, the editing that's, that's who is behind the show. You know, I'd love to take credit for it. I just think of the hunts. I think of where we go. I'm my job is securing sponsors, tags, that type of thing. And those guys are what, what, you know, where the magic is and, and make our show what it is. So I'm really grateful to those guys. They, they have done an incredible job. And, uh, you know, our, we always wanted the goal of, of having the highest quality, but we started it. I remember our first call was like March 10th of 2020. And you remember COVID hit like yeah. March 20th and we're like, Hey, we're doing it. And I'm like, all right. And, and we literally bought, I don't know, 30, $40,000 worth of tags to go out that season. And then all the events that we were planning on going to like actually put, you know, it out there all got canceled. And so our first season, we had 46 people apply for it. That's it. 46 total people. It was incredible odds to be on our show season one. Yeah. And, uh, Son and of so a gun. <laughs> should have yeah. been in that. Yeah, we should have been. <laughs> Everybody says we should have been in. Um, but you know, that, that's where it was all born was just in the back country on my own hunt, doing my own thing and just realizing like, you know, I want to be the best hunter I possibly can. And if I can be matched up against somebody, same time, same place, same weapon, you know, with all the, the variables, who's going to be successful. And that's really the basis of our show. So do you have any sort of background in, you know, film or trying to make a show or where, where's kind of your background come from? Um, background for me is, is, uh, actually no, nothing in film. <laughs> um, I was trying to like grasp for something, you know, like, Oh, I really, I made a YouTube you know, video no. one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did a lot of, which videos, is one more than no. we've made. <laughs> no, that, that, uh, that was not in my, my background. My background's in actually door to door sales. Um, I went out for a company here in Utah for several years and 
um, and it and it ended up uh, in a pretty good situation. And so we decided to go ahead and do Hunt Wars. A company had been bought out, and so I I had an opportunity to exit and go and do something that I'm passionate about. So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of where it came from. And my background's not in film. Um, I've definitely learned a lot. And, you know, that's why we make such a great team on the Hunt Wars crew is because those guys are really good editors. And I think I have some really good ideas on, hey, this is the competition. This is what I want to do. This is how we do it. And then those guys pull it off. So. Yeah, nice. Yeah, uh, by the way, shout out to Britt. Uh, we met Britt at the Iowa Deer Classic. Yeah. And that's how we got in contact with you. We sat there. Yeah. Actually, I think Britt was the very first person we talked to on Saturday morning. It was really, of, yeah. I think he was second or maybe third. Second. But yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he was. It, it was, was in like the morning, eight thirty in the morning. And uh, well, you know what? You know what's funny is two two people that were on season two actually came from the. They were they put in at the Iowa Deer Classic. They yeah, applied really. at the Iowa Deer Classic. So. So that's that's been a good good place for us. The Flatlanders, if you haven't watched their show, that's mm-hmm. where they met. You know, they met Britt and the crew out there. So yeah, they came on. And yeah, up yeah. On we we had a nice little conversation with Britt, and and uh, more we got to talk, and I'm like, people should uh, know about this. This is kind of cool. Yeah, you know, because there's really nothing that I know of. I mean, hell, maybe there is. I don't pay that much attention to the world, but there's really nothing like what you guys are doing. When it comes to, obviously, you know, the filming aspect, people film, sure. But uh, the basis of it, you have, um, you know, premium type of hunts. All kinds of different hunts, too. Not just elk, white, I mean, yeah. all of it, right? Um, premium hunts with potentially, you know, premium people. For the normal average Joe, I guess you'd call it, right? Which I hate using that term because I, I'm i an average Joe. You are. All of us, you know, are. We, you know, you just happen to have a cool a cool setup now, a cool show, right? But it's cool that, you know, somebody who doesn't think that they could be able to hunt, let's say, uh, I don't know, premium Utah unit for yeah. elk, they, they potentially could, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's probably been one of the most fulfilling and awesome parts of our show is, you know, having these guys come out on a dream hunt and we've almost like thought, you know, and, and come to the conclusion, like the prizes are kind of secondary. The win is kind of secondary. These guys really push hard throughout the week because they're just competitive guys, but man, it's really cool to have them out there and then just be so grateful. That's probably been the coolest part is, is guys are just showing up to camp, just absolutely, you know, elated. We pay for everything. I mean, we reimburse them for their license, you know, that they have to pay for to buy, you know, we buy the tags. They're usually landowner, they're landowner tags, but they're unit wide. So they get a huge right. whole unit to hunt. Most of the time they're not even hunting the public grant or the private ground they're usually hunting the public ground that's around that. So they have to deal with, you know, everyday hunters. They have to deal with guys that drew the tags. Um, And so having them show up to camp with all of that, the archery guys get new bows from prime this year. And you guys are the very first people to know about it. Um, But we are bringing Savage Arms on as a new sponsor. They, they and I got hooked up and we, they, they said exactly that. That's probably 
that's that's one of the coolest parts about our show as well is the sponsors who get hit up all the time right. from TV shows absolutely just grasp this idea. Leupold, you know, within a 10 minute conversation of me explaining the concept, they're like, we're in. And then they became the title sponsor of season two and now of season three. Peak Refuel, Baku, Prime, you know, uh, Davis Waltons, like all these huge companies that have, you know, a lot of people biting for their business as influencers and, you know, the whole world of hunting is pretty competitive. For them to come and really say, hey, you know, we love your your show. We love the concept. We love everything about it, the ethics. That gives us a lot of confidence. And yeah. that's why we've been able to grow it so quickly is that that backing. Yeah. Micah, aren't you a fan of Savage Arms? Yeah, just got just one. Just got one. It's my second second yeah. Savage rifle. Yep. So yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited about those guys. So all the rifle hunters will be getting Savage rifles. All the prime, all the archery guys will be getting prime bows in lines. That's awesome. So okay, so I got to ask. Well, and even I guess you can go back to like season one, but even now, how do you go about deciding what? hunts you're going to do that year Let, let's just for instance because we're we'll go out west every year hunting elk i mean there's all kinds of states that you could target and say all right this year we're going to do utah next year we're going to do colorado or whatever how do you yeah. how do you how do you logistically figure out what in the world you're going to do and that's just um, with one species i mean right you know right. how does it how does it work so um you know, over the years, I've 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 done a lot with outfitters, and I've bought landowner tags, so I kind of understand that realm. And actually, own a whole nother business, which we don't need to get into. But Hunt and Fish Connection actually is the one of the largest online hunting auction platforms on the planet. So we have a lot of of, of connections with that. Um, but with Hunt Wars, um, first off, what we usually do is we like to pick the species that we want to go hunt. Mm-hmm. how many hunters we want to go. So as we're in a group, we're sitting down kind of breaking down the season. So season two, we had four archery elk hunts and we tried out what's called King of the camp. We brought all four teams in at one time where in season one, it was a one, you know, team versus team matchup. And then we had the second two teams go out and, and they, they competed the next week. And so what we found is, is, you know, the, the, the camaraderie that goes on in camp is actually a lot more fun with all four teams in camp. And so we, we tried out this King of the camp for season two and it just like was unbelievable. It's so fun. And then the other part was the mule deer hunt. Um, we went with archery year one, season one and rifle season two. And we wanted to kind of appeal to both, you know, archery hunters and rifle hunters. And we get the question a lot like, well, what am I putting in for? Well, you're putting in for all the all the hunts. So right. all 14 names are going to come out of the hat. And then how we break it down is we actually do an interview, just like we're doing with you guys, an interview with each team. We ask them their experience, you know, what what where their background is, how, you know, what they would prefer to hunt, what their schedule allows. And then we go to, to a whiteboard. We put all the teams up there. And then we match them up according to what we feel like is going to be the best matchups for our show. That's but pretty cool. It is logistically, it's it's a lot. Trying to find four tags in an area, trying to, you know, 
um, it, it does get to be a big deal. And then getting all of our equipment there, we use Davis wall tents, everything gets, you know, put down there. We've just, we, we set up an awesome camp for these guys for base camp and then they can yeah. spike out whenever they want. But logistically yeah. it's, it sounds it, like it's, a nightmare. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, cause sounds, I, I'm just thinking it, of our elk trip and like, yeah, just the, getting a few guys that yeah go up there and mess around. It takes weeks of preparation sometimes months just to make sure everybody's on the same page of what who needs to bring what so i can't imagine actually having to run a tv show while you're out there and get it all done yeah it it is uh months in advance like last year we had the tents down in new mexico in august um for the september hunts and Luckily, we work with some good outfitters. So a lot of the times, we'll work with an outfitter that just lets it, you know, helps us set camp up, yeah. and they'll just be there to kind of support the guys. But they don't guide any of the guys. All of our stuff is do it yourself. Yeah, I uh, my my brother in law, which I mean, he's made it well known. I think last year was maybe the first year that we all seriously sat down and went, maybe an outfitter is not such a bad idea because we're like we're we're DIY guys right like we're gonna right. do it ourselves it's gonna over mean the counter, so much more over, over the, the counter, counter or yeah. draw it well he drew a, a unit last year for early season archery in New Mexico and uh he did all this work at home you know I mean had all these things everything figured out that well <laughs> he didn't even get to where he wanted to go to because of the rain his their truck had such a hard time and Gosh. He fought uphill the entire time, never saw a single elk, heard one, um, saw way more hunters than he ever imagined because it's a draw unit, right? So you, you would right. think that you would never see anybody, really. But there was also mule deer hunters and, and whatever else. And it was one of those like moments where it's like, you know what? It might have been worth it. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he, he yeah. said that was two weeks of pure hell. <laughs> yeah, you wait so long for those tags and it's just like – man you know that's that's a tough one to swallow well I, and like you feel I, bad for guys like that me and i mean we sat down and i i called you know new mexico uh parks and wildlife or game and fish whatever their their term is and i talked to several guys several times and we kind of had a plan on okay we're gonna put in for these three units we think these are these are good and i kind of headed that up that that was kind of my thing and so yeah. in in a roundabout way, I felt kind of responsible for his shitty experience <laughs> because I didn't draw with him. He he was with somebody else. So it was almost like, you know, meanwhile, he was having a bad experience and we were in Colorado just elbow deep in elk. Yeah. That's it's just, so it's kind of like, that's funny. sorry, man, <laughs> you know, but. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it's, it is logistically, it's tough. Um, and it's funny, New Mexico is a little bit different elk hunting. Um, and we've gone there because I love the terrain. Um, it's a really pretty straightforward landowner, you know, you can get unit wide tags. Um, we were in the Gila in season one, which is like obviously the place yeah. in New Mexico. And honestly, I was not ready for the amount of roads. I'd never hunted a place with so many roads everywhere. Wow. There were elk everywhere, but there were roads everywhere. And, you know, for being out West, I always thought like, oh, elk know the roads. They're not going to stay by the roads. And holy cow, was I wrong? I mean, those elk were literally watching cars drive by and then they walk right across the road, get a drink. It, it was, it was totally different than anything I I'd, I'd experienced. And I think our hunters, 
they struggled because of that. Those first week guys, um, they struggled because of that. They just, they weren't, you know, really prepared for that. And that's been a huge thing from season one that we learned to season two was we put all of our guys through the Elk Bros course. And man, that was like a game changer. So every one of our guys was on a call uh, once a week from July on. And then we had two Elk Bro coaches in camp. So you can imagine being in Elk Camp, coming out of the field saying, man, we blew this. And then you have a coach right there that you can actually regroup, talk to, walk through your situation. He gives you pointers. And that's been really a good part of our show is the education. You'll see that come through in season two. These guys are getting very educated before they head out in the hills. That's awesome. Cause I'm guessing you don't, uh, you know, I know you go, they, people go through an interview process or whatever, like you were talking about, but I'm guessing you don't discriminate based on like green or really experienced. I mean, if the person fits well and they're green, yeah, they get the same chance as, uh, as a dude yep. that might be, you know, elk hunting or whatever for, you know, 15 yeah. years. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because some of the guys feel like they're a little bit of the underdogs, but we, we prepare them as much as possible. Um, the first year we had two teams that had never elk hunted archery elk hunted. And we just felt like that was a good matchup. They were young guys and it, you know, it was a, it was a really hard matchup. We didn't, I don't even know if any of them pulled their bow back. Um, and that's elk hunting and <laughs> you know, that's, that's elk hunting probably more time than not. And so, yeah. you know, that, that's a question I get often is like, how do you sleep at night knowing you're not killing stuff and it's out of your hands. And I'm like, I sleep at night great because that's everyday hunters and they, they understand that and they sympathize with those guys. Oh yeah. And boy. so we, uh, we educate them, we get them ready physically as much as we can to go compete in their matchup, but it's ultimately up to them to get it done. Yeah. Sometimes it's, that's just the way it works out, you know. <laughs> Especially in elk hunting. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't think someone who's never elk hunted before, well, those guys definitely experienced it as first-timers, like you said, but somebody who's never elk hunted before, I don't think they quite grasp what it means to be within 40 yards of one of those things. No. J just that in of itself. Actually, to be within 80 yards of one of those things. Uh, you're not shooting it from that far. I mean, unless it's wide open and he doesn't know you're there and you can do it. But just to be that close is – it's almost a win by itself. <laughs> now, obviously, when you're like me and you came as close as you possibly could, me and you last year. Yeah, we, we were both at full draw at one, but it just didn't work. Yeah, it's just like all these different things that you think need to go right – I mean, it just takes one tiny little thing to go wrong, and that that is over. It is all over, you know. Yep. Uh, it's just amazing how how hard they really are to hunt, and thank God they call. You know, thank they, yeah. they thank God they bugle and talk. Otherwise, they'd be one of the hardest things to kill in the world. I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, they already are. Yeah, but. they're. Uh, you know, it's funny. You, you hear an elk bugle within a couple hundred yards. You think he's right on top. Of you. And then, and then really when you get them in at 30, 40 yards, geez, it's another level, you know, no matter how big that bull is, it, it, it's just, it's incredible to see those things move through the, the trees like they do. So we've, we've been pretty fortunate. Season two is going to get really wild. If you've seen the teaser, 
We've got uh, uh, probably some of the most epic footage on the elk hunt um, I've ever seen or been, I've never even been a part of it. I wasn't there obviously, but you know, the hunters that got to experience that uh, it, it is going to be next level. We've got two, two big bulls fighting for over five minutes while the hunter slips through the grass to get in there. And then you'll, I'll, I'll leave it to, to the video Damn. to show what happens, but man, these two bulls are going at it for, for a, a while. I mean, five minutes. I don't it's think crazy. it's on there yet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was looking. Mike, Mike is sitting there trying to look it up. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't on the, you'll see it on the teaser for just a second. I'll send it to you guys, but yeah, it's uh and it's on our YouTube channel. If you go to our teasers, you'll see it. But yeah, that that was, you know, season one had some amazing and kind of the scoring, um, just so everybody kind of understands as we go through this, you know, I want to kind of talk about the show. But so the scoring is based on either if it's a rifle or a, a, an archery hunt, there's a there's the total gross score of the animal. I've never been a net score fan. That's and then for we fish. Also, yeah. High five me. And then we also got uh, the the maturity of the animal. So we have an outfitter or a biologist age every animal so that they get double points for that. So if it's five years old, they get an additional 10 points. And then what we did is we put in a shot yardage deduction and everybody always says deduction. And, I, and yeah, we want to push the guys in as close as they can. So zero to 40 yards is your sweet spot on archery. If you shot, shoot your animal from 41 or higher, 41 to 60, it's a 10 point deduction. From 61 to 80, it's a 20 point deduction and 80 plus yard shots. You can take them, but you could literally uh, lose your whole matchup by taking an 80 yard shot on a 350 bowl because you get a 30 point deduction. So you take the gross score plus the age and then minus out whatever their shot yardage was. And the first, uh, you know, the first season we didn't have any, any kills. Well, we had one kill. It was a spike. And we have on the last day we have. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't in Colorado then. Yeah, it wasn't in Colorado. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was a actually funny, funny story. Um, so on the last day, we take away the shot yardage restriction just for that matter in case somebody wants to shoot a spike or, you yeah. know, um, whatnot. And so they don't go negative points. But anyway, uh, the back uh, beyond the backcountry, Zach shoots a, a spike with five minutes left in his matchup to win the whole thing. <laughs> and I've never seen a team so excited on a spike deer in my life. Like they had blown some stocks on some beautiful mule deer, but – he ends up getting it done on the last day, last evening. It was, it was epic. It was probably one of the, you know, coolest things that I've ever experienced. Just, just grateful to tag out and take the yeah. meat home and whatever. So, so that's kind of how the shot yardages work with rifle. It's 300 yards and in, and then we have the deductions over 300 yards. And so number one, it makes guys double check, you know, what yardage they're at. And then number two, if they draw blood and they're and then they are done. So now you're in the back of your mind. If you don't take an ethical shot and there's a drop of blood on the ground, you're done. And so we we push that really hard because we want to make sure that our show remains as ethical as possible and kind of fits all the criteria that normal hunters follow anyway. Is there any deduction if you take more than one shot? No deduction if you take more than one shot. 
Um, we're just happy if you, you know, if you don't unload your quiver, <laughs> right? You know, but yeah. uh, we there, there's uh, there's another spot in season two in the elk hunt where a guy misses a, a awesome bowl, and holy cow, he is he is down in the dumps. I mean, we've all been there. And it's a, it maybe stings a little bit more knowing there's, you know, that much prizes and just, you know, the whole, the whole show and, and them winning. Everybody, the everybody's going to see this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it, and it's good. It's, it's really good. I mean, the guy bounces back and anyways, it, it ends up being amazing, but uh, yeah. So, you know, we've, we've got that. Um, the other thing is, is we don't tell guys where they can go. In season one, if you watch the first elk episode, it's hysterical to watch those guys from Bama show up and get lost day one. <laughs> I think the best line of season one is you said two miles, four miles ago when they're trying to get back to the truck. How many of us have been in that situation where the you feel like the Onyx point keeps moving farther away? And I remember laying in, in camp at one in the morning and I'm like, I think I just killed the first two hunters that ever came on. This is not like, going to go well. Back. I'm like, where the heck are they? I'm trying to inreach them on our inreaches. There's no cell phone service. It's starting to pour rain. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we killed the first two guys. You're going back, so making we, sure they sign that waiver and all. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to think. I'm like, oh my gosh. So we get them back. And I mean, if you watch the episode, they couldn't even go out morning two. They were so dehydrated and they were altitude sick. They got altitude sickness. And man, I felt so bad for them because they wanted to, to go so hard. And then the whole hunt, they just had to kind of grind their way back. So that was, that was a, that was a very big learning experience. And now from, you know, that point on, we've always said, Hey, this is a seven day hunt or this is a six day hunt. It's a long time. You need to understand it. You need to be in good shape. And that's why we went with the elk bros as we wanted everybody to be very in tune with the fitness that it takes to do a hunt that long, the mental fortitude it takes. And then obviously, you know, the right gear is so important. Yeah. No, I, I'll tell you a funny story. Cause I, I sympathize with those, those Alabama dudes. My first year I ever went elk hunting, I bought a, a little yellow Garmin, gps unit the cheapest one you could buy at the time and all it was was a little dot where you were on a map not even a map just the screen and then you could mark you know camp or you could mark something else you don't realize until you get in that dark timber how disoriented you get immediately and uh i'll never forget it was the first morning my brother-in-law decided to uh to split up with me he's like hey go that way. I'll go this way. You know, we'll do some stuff and then let's try to meet back up. And I'm like, okay, dude, I, I bet I got a hundred yards away from him. And I'm like, where in the hell am I? Like, <laughs> I, I felt I was, I felt like I was on another slope, a different mountain. And I couldn't see on the, on the map where I was on a mountain. It was just a dot on a screen. And I felt so uncomfortable yeah, and I didn't have Onyx. I didn't have any mapping service at the time. It was just that Garmin. And uh, the next year, I showed up with two different GPS services with all kinds of maps downloaded. <laughs> uh, never again will I feel like, you know, obviously you feel like you might not know exactly where you're at, but having that map to know, hey, okay, gives you a little bit you more. You know, confidence. I'm at, at ten thousand three hundred feet. I need to go this direction. Uh, right. I would. I would definitely hate that feeling. So I. I feel. I. 
sympathize yeah. with those Bama boys. Yeah, they were. And it's so hard, you know, in the dark when you're trying to like track yourself and you're going back and forth yeah. and you're really not paying attention to where you're actually walking. You're more paying attention to where your phone's saying to go. And you probably end up walking way farther than just a, if you would have just gone dead straight, you know, yeah. kind of build it yourself. But yeah, that was a really scary moment. Season one, we, uh, and then the other team, like the first or second day, they, they were on their e-bikes and one of them hits a, a in-ground beehive, like rides over it. And the oh. second guy just gets the whole hive right in his face. Oh. So we had to deal with that. I mean, it was, it, it was, it was an eventful first season, and we we definitely cut our teeth on some some pretty crazy stuff. And now we're kind of just used to it. Now it's like, hey, if all she's you know, crap hits the fan, that's pretty normal, you yeah. know. So what? Um, <clears throat> so I, I saw in your FAQs, I was going through those earlier, um, and. Uh, one of the questions is, well, what if I'm shy? You know, what if, what if I'm shy? Not a camera person. How how many, like, I don't love being on video, but with our show, we've, we've had to do a little bit of it. And um, so I'm getting better with it, but how many people, how many of your contestants have been just super camera shy and how did you, like, how was it coaching them? Yeah. And what would you say to that person that is camera shy that might think about applying to something like this? Right, right. This is the biggest thing. And the flurries are who I always go to. Um, They were the second elk matchup in season one. There were two brothers from Montana, pretty shy. I mean, they'd done a lot of some of their own filming, but you're comfortable when your brother's filming you or your buddy's filming you. Like, you're pretty comfortable. All of a sudden, when some, you know, cameraman that you know is going to be on a show – and so the first thing that we always tell guys is number one, we, we don't discriminate on personalities. If somebody gets drawn out of the hat and they're just shy, that's okay. We're good with that. All we're there to do is film your hunt. Whether you tell us what's going on, whether you don't tell us, whether we can put it together. The main thing is, is you and your friend and you or your brother, or whoever you bring as your hunting buddy, you're comfortable together. So you talk will capture it. Mm-hmm. And it always seems to start that way with those shy people. And by day one, you know, end of day one, day two, our cameramen do such a good job of just asking questions. Hey, tell me what happened. And then you just tell what happened. Hey, we were in this Canyon bull bugled. We didn't get down him or whatever. Um, we were glass in this buck or whatnot. So we, we coach, you know, each, each group up really good. It's, it's more of a, along the lines of just, just hunt and we'll capture it. You know, whether you're talking to the camera, whether you're not talking to the camera, it doesn't matter. Just tell us what's going on and we'll capture it. And it's actually been more refreshing to have those different personalities on. Right. That makes like sense. For me, I love the different personalities. And that's been one of the cool parts about our show is every matchup you do get different personalities. Yeah. I'd be the worst. Cause it'd be like, Hey, the cameraman would ask me, well, tell me what happened here. I don't know. <laughs> I effed up. Hey, I screwed that, up. <laughs> that actually, that's actually, that's classic. I don't know. I screwed up. Who, who, who knows what that, what happened? Like we, we love those types of uh, interviews. So yeah. Yeah. As far as, as, as the other thing is, is we're not reenactments. We're never going to ask you really to reenact anything. We're not that. I always hated that when I was watching a TV show and then the angle cuts 
to an angle where you're like, there's no way humanly possible that cameraman could be sitting right there in this moment. Like it almost makes me feel like now the whole thing's fake. Right. Oh, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking you about. Know what and I mean? It irritates Wait a the minute, crap. How that dude move 50 feet. Yeah. yeah. Irritates the crap out yeah. of me. Yeah, you're just looking at him and you're like, well, wait a minute. If you're here, the arrow's going to fly over your shoulder at the animal. Like, there's no <laughs> way you're getting that angle, you know? And so that was that was one thing that we really wanted to push was, hey, we're not going to do any reenactments. We're going to get the shot. If we don't get the shot, we're okay. But we're not going to go back and have these guys, you know, whatever, try to try to do that. So for us... It's all real. It's all, all, you know, uncut, like, Hey, we're, we're just out hunting and what we've been really fortunate. The animals that we have taken, we've, we've gotten the shots and people have been able to see the kill shots and, and been right there over the shoulder. So how many uh, camera guys do you have per team? Is it just one camera? So the first year we had two cameramen per team, one with the collar, one with the uh, shooter. That was way too many people in the backwoods. Um, <laughs> that was just loud and no- noisy and smelly. Um, but we did get some epic footage. We decided to just go with one cameraman per team in season two, and that that worked out really good. Okay. So they go out in three. Three's not terrible. One camera guy, a hunter and a collar, or a hunter and a spotter. And that's how it works. So whatever name gets drawn out of our hat, that's the person that is usually the shooter, unless they pass off that to their friend, they can transfer that, you know, to whoever they want. So that's cool. And I'm just like envisioning, I'd be so embarrassed. I mean, I've been practicing elk calling for years now and I still feel like I'm like, I would never do it in front of somebody I don't know. Because I still don't know that I'm, you know, amazing at it. It'd be crazy to be a brand new elk hunter and you get drawn and I'm sure they're practicing their asses off for the next few months, you know, and you guys probably hook them up with some calls and and all that stuff. But man, that first time I went to do it in front of a camera, (laughs) I'd be like, (laughs) well, I I can only imagine what it would sound like. I don't know. I mean, in season two or season one, you watch those Alabama guys. I'm at camp with them trying to help them call like, Hey, you got to get into this and you got to do this. And you know, season two, that's why we went with the elk bros. So by the time, like if you're drawn now, because you're on calls with, and, and Joe does an amazing job. He makes those dudes literally on a zoom call, rip a bugle at their house. Like, (laughs) so they're very comfortable and he'll dissect it and he'll have the other guys chirping and, I mean, they get right into it in, in that Elk Bros course. And that's what's so cool is those guys show up and they are really confident with their calls. And everybody gets sent a full scale bugle tube, all the diaphragms, um, all the lip calls uh, from Phelps game calls to be on our yeah. show. So everybody's got that level playing field where they got to go figure out the diaphragm calls. Um, and, then, and then Phelps sends them all that stuff. So that's really cool for all of our elk hunters. Have you, uh, um, have you ran into an elk hunter yet that has, uh, got a major gag problem like me? Uh, no, <laughs> actually, well, I don't know. They haven't told me about it. So, so I usually just tell them, cut their read a little bit short. Dude, I've, I've spent, I bet I, when I first started elk hunting, I bet I spent how much money you think? Hundreds of dollars, hundreds, maybe <laughs> thousands. I, I have bought every mouth call you can think of and I've just, I can't handle a, a, a diaphragm call. So I have figured out how to do it. Uh, Rocky mountain hunting calls actually makes a pretty cool external read bugle tube. Um, there's some other, 
there's some other external like cow calls that you yeah. can actually use in your mouth that yep. for some reason don't bother me because it's not on the roof of my mouth. It's in my teeth and mm. uh, I can still be hands free and use it. But it's I, I can't imagine how much money I've actually spent over the last five, six years on elk calls to deal That's with funny. being a gaggy little girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they get, they do get those like reed calls too. Like, so not the diaphragms, but those ones like, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that thing you put in your mouth. And I think that helps. And the cool part is, is we have a caller that's designated as the caller. So he knows his job is calling the entire hunt. Right. So they, they prepare really heavy for that. And it's, it gets intense, you know, you have callers that maybe blow a stock or blow an animal out. And now the, the, you know, the hunter's got to deal with that. So it, that, that's why it's a team competition and, and guys have to go out and, and be a team and figure it out together. That's, that's, that's one of the, the funnest parts about watching the show is, is watch these guys struggle and then figure it out and be successful. It's just so much sweeter. Yeah. So get into real quick, because uh, we'll, we'll talk about the different hunts that are coming up in season three, how people yep. can sign up uh, yep. and all that stuff. But we before we started recording, you talked about how it's not necessarily about the competition. Yeah, yeah. it is a competition, but tell us about, you know, really what ends up happening as a result of a competition. Right. So guys get drawn. Um, we interview them, we put them in their matchups immediately. It really, we, we are on a weekly call usually with the, all the group members. So if you're in the elk hunt, you're going to be on a weekly call with myself or some of the cameramen. And then also, um, the elk bros usually once a week, just talking about the hunt, talking about logistics, you know, Hey, did your Leupold package show up with your binos, your range finders, like all your goodies. Hey, did you get this? Did you get this? So guys get a chance to meet each other, you know, prior to the hunt, number one. And then um, the other the other side of it is, is you're really focused on, we don't release the actual area they're hunting until about a month, month and a half before their hunt. They are not allowed to step foot in the area that they're hunting. So they can e-scout it. They can call, they can find out everything they want to, they can find out, you know, through hunting fool or go hunt or whatever, you know, means they use, but they're not allowed to go physically to the area until two days before their hunt, two days before their hunt, they show up. We, we give them kind of a run of the rundown of, Hey, this is it. We're going to do some background stuff. We film them a little bit of backstory on them. And then the, the day before the hunt turns into their scouting day. Um, and so as far as like how it works, it's really, I always kind of compare it to golf. You're playing the course, you're playing yourself. You're not playing the other guys that are in your foursome. You know, they're, you're not playing the other teams as much. You're playing the animal, the, the variables, the weather, the rut activity, whatever it may be. You're playing that way more than you're playing any of the other guys. In fact, it almost turns into like a support group, you know, where they come back to camp and they actually all love hanging out with each other around dinner, you know, and that's been the coolest part is, is the camaraderie that comes from this show because guys are actually rooting for each other. Last year was really funny. We had one group that found like a, like a, a dead, you know, cow elk that had been, you know, killed by a mountain lion or whatnot. They brought the leg back. And so the night, 
they got back and they threw the leg on the table. It was like, dinner's on us, guys. <laughs> and everybody lost it because they thought that those guys had tagged out. And so they were freaking out. And it was pretty fun. And everybody, you know, and then we all had a good laugh when when they're like, no, we just found that leg. But, you know, it was it was good. It, it's a good time. And, and all the guys, like I said, the, the hunt's all covered for them. So they really have nothing to be upset or worried about. It's more just have fun and get to know new people. And we've had so many new friendships and hunting partnerships sprout from our show where guys are hunting with other, with the guys they hunted last year in hunt wars this year in a unit all by themselves, you know? And so that's kind of been really cool. And and that's, that's really what the show's focused about is being the best version of yourselves, you and your hunting buddy being the best version of yourself. Yeah. It's pushing, pushing yourself to limits that you might've not done Yep. prior to that and right. i mean it's and it's difficult to do i mean we find ourselves every year uh, let's let's take t- this afternoon off we haven't seen an elk in two days you know let's just hang out at camp and eat um, yeah and you find yourself it makes it, it it does make you really uh not envy that's not the word i'm looking for um i don't know the word it, it makes you kind of look up to people who continue to push themselves yep. even when I think about our buddy Will Judson last year. Yep. Will is a dude that came from Ohio, Indiana. 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 By himself for the first time, never been to this place in his life, pushed himself to the point where he was he was climbing mountains that you could have taken an ATV on, but he didn't have one. So he just did it. And he hiked it. And he, miles, miles, He miles. was doing stuff that – once we actually end up meeting him on the trail and helping him pack down uh, part of his elk, and then he hung out with us at camp, and we made a friendship with him last year. And hearing his story, you're just amazed at what he did to put himself in a situation to kill an elk. You yeah, know, on his first try. I've never, I've never heard of somebody who. I mean, the dude was frothing at the mouth the first time we met him because he was he was working so hard. That's and crazy. where we'd be like, yeah, let's take a break. We'll sit here. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just amazing how, you know, people will push themselves. And that's one cool thing that it sounds like your show does is probably pushes people a little bit more, but uh, also just, you know, making new friends along the way. Yeah. Right. I, I will tell you this. I have been so proud of the guys. You know, we don't tell them if they can sleep in or not sleep in. We ultimately leave it up to them. And, you know, each one of them have said that exact thing. Like we didn't come back because we knew the other guys weren't coming back. So why would we come back? Like that, that has been one thing that I've been really impressed with the the competitors that come on our show. And maybe that's just, you know, what we attract is we attract those competitive guys that are like in girls, like we had a father and a daughter on this year, they hunted their butts off. Those guys were crazy, you know, and that they, it was cold. It was, it was October deer hunt in Utah. It was freezing cold, windy. I mean, it was just terrible weather. And those guys stayed out all day long. And that is one thing that this show does. It pushes the teams to go way farther than they probably ever would have on, on a hunt. And they're super grateful at the end that, that it did that. They kind of hit a new level and they, they kind of feel that now, like, Hey, I can hunt harder than I, I thought I could. Yeah. And I think that's what hunting is about. It's not just elk. Uh, obviously, you guys are doing elk, antelope, mule deer, whitetail, 
we'll talk about this year in a second. You know, it's just about pushing yourself. I think about when I get lazy or when I want to be lazy, you think about people like you might watch on your show where you think about people like our new friend, Will from last year, um, Andy, which is one of our co-hosts, um, his dad, I mean, Roger's in his mid sixties and he's still elk hunting with a bow every year with us. Now he's not going 15 miles anymore, right. but he still gets up every morning, still gets up every morning his- and does what he needs to do. And I mean, you know, I look at that and I'm like, man, I hope I'm like Roger when I'm, when I'm yeah. there because that it takes a certain amount of will to just get up in the mornings at, you're not getting up at, you know, six o'clock. You're getting up no. at three thirty a lot of times, you know, even, even yeah. earlier at times. And, and that's after a day of taxing your body more than you've done all year long. Right. Uh, and it's after eight days, that's after seven days of taxing <laughs> right, your body, you right. know, like, that that last year, holy cow, those guys were up at 3.30, 3 o'clock, 2. I mean, I, I swear some of them didn't even go to bed because they were out running roads, listening for bugles at night. And then they'd come back, get a few hours of sleep, and they're right back, you know, because they knew those bulls were bugling in that area. And that that was even, like, next level for me. I'm like, holy cow, like, I, I've never just walked the trails dead middle of the night listening for bugles. Like, if I can't hear them from camp, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'll, I'll figure it out in the morning. But those guys, they, they hustled. And that was really cool. They have no regrets. You know, every guy that left that camp, even, you know, mule deer, elk, uh, those guys, no regrets whatsoever. And, and the whitetail in the, you know, season two, we had an antelope matchup and a whitetail matchup. Those are different style of hunts. Sure. You know, we knew that they're not going to be these physically grinding hunts. And, um, but that's okay. You know, the, the, like we all like to hunt different species and in, in, in different environments and different, you know, geographic locations. And so those guys that showed up on the antelope hunt, they were, you know, they were so elated that it was warm and fun and riding around in a razor and just having a good time. And, uh, so we kind of have hunts for all those type of, you know, that's why we have a whitetail hunt. That's why we do a lot of that, you know, where sometimes we might have an older group of guys that, that can not get up and down the mountains as much as they, they would like. And so we'll put them last year, we had an older group from South Carolina. We put them on the duck hunt and they had an absolute blast down in Arkansas goose and duck hunting. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the interview process. That's up to us to make sure we get the right guys in the right situations. That's cool. Yeah. So, so maybe let's talk about the, I guess the drawing portion of it a little bit, as far as how do you put in for the draw? And then once somebody gets drawn, where do, when's that start as far as yeah. uh, what all you're going to do with them? Yeah. yeah. You, and you can tie that into this year because yeah. I know the, yeah. the deadline's coming up. Yeah. Deadline's June 10th. So what we did is we, we had an application process. It's still kind of an application, but we turned it into a membership because we had a lot of, a lot of our, um, our guys that, uh, our sponsors stepped up and we're like, Hey, you know, everybody put in for hunt wars this year, let's send them this discount code or, and we got everybody's email. So we shipped that out last year and we, we sent new discount codes to guys or we, you know, we, we sent out a, a, a thing that, that, hey, if you buy this, you get this, or hey, if we're, we're giving this away, we do quite a few giveaways. So 
we kind of turn it into just like a membership because guys are getting put in for a lot more than just the 14 hunts for this year. So season three is going to feature 14 teams, um, four archery elk teams again, four rifle deer teams again. I feel like those are our staples. Guys love that. We had a lot, a lot of people in season two ask about, hey, what if I don't have, you know, just like you were talking about Will from Ohio, I don't have a hunting buddy, but I still want to put him for your show. So what we did is we changed the whitetail hunt this year to four individuals going on the whitetail hunt. So it's not a team, that's our individual hunt. So if you get drawn out of the hat, everybody puts in individually. So what happens is, is you'll, you'll put in your hundred dollars. That's for your personal entry. If your name comes out of the hat, then we'll alert, we'll interview you. And then we'll let you know if you need to bring your buddy to interview, or if you're going to be on the whitetail hunt solo. And then we, we finish season three off with two coos deer hunters in Mexico, which will be rifle hunting. Hell yeah. The archery guys are going to Illinois uh to during the rut for the illinois whitetail hunt oh wow so and there are and the utah mule deer hunters are going to be right on the cusp of the of the rut in utah and so we've got rut elk hunt pretty much a rut mule deer hunt rut whitetail hunt and a rut um coos deer hunt for season three that's awesome Hey, and Will, if you're listening, if you put in and you don't have a partner, I'll go with you. <laughs> so. Yeah, I was going to say, most most guys that get drawn, if they put it up on Facebook, hey, I got drawn for Hunt Wars, you want to come on the show with me? I'm sure they'd have a bunch of friends yeah, immediately. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Um, okay, so uh, those, are the, those are the hunts for 2022 yep. coming up. Yeah, um, and June 10th again is the deadline, and then six days later, about June 16th, is when we'll actually go live on YouTube, and we will draw all the names live. So we do a live YouTube. We'll literally draw all of those names out um, and tell guys get get ready. We're going to be calling you to get your interview set up. We interview all the guys about uh, the 16th through about the 20th. So about it takes us about four days. Mm-hmm. The reason we interview guys, and this is one thing that I always make a point of, is we refuse, we we reserve the right to refuse anybody. If we don't feel they're going to fit the criteria or they're going to represent our brand, we give them their $100 back and we'll draw a new team. And that's just protecting the Hunt Wars ethics, the brand. Um, so the drawing is random, but yet you, you still have to pass the interview to be on the show. Now, We've never really turned anybody away. The only thing that we've ever had was two partners got drawn. See how lucky that is. (laughs) So both partners got drawn, called me and we're like, Hey, we want to go together. So can we'll put one of our names back in and you can draw a new team. And so we did that, but we do reserve the right. And that for me, I want my little boy to watch the show. I, you know, we try to keep cussing to a minimum. We understand emotions come out. But those are the types of things that, you know, we look for ethical, good stand-up hunters that are going to come and represent the Hunt Wars brand, hunt ethically, and, you know, be a good good person to be around at camp. That's awesome. Uh, I don't see why, because here's what's cool about it. It's, it's only a hundred, first off, it's only a hundred dollars to enter. Right, right. And yeah. go ahead. hundred dollars. Is there any other cost to the winners? 
that's it pretty much no, just okay. your gas to camp however okay. your means to get to camp so if you're gonna drive to camp you got to pay your gas if you're gonna fly rent a car whatever like however you want to get to camp um and hunt um that's that's on you guys okay. but we even have gas cans in camp for razors we yeah. you know we're, we're we're trying to basically make this a an amazing experience that guys never forget and yeah we have a, a chef that fixes all the meals for everybody i mean we got all of uh, everybody's favorite snacks drinks bucked up you know energy drinks like crazy you know whatever we we try to get everything that everybody loves in camp so that they have it right there. Perfect. It's just I mean it's kind of like because once again you enter. What is the damn um, the the deer tournament that we have quest? Yeah, quest. It's hunts. it's kind of like the quest. Uh, there's a there's a whitetail tournament in the Midwest called Quest Hunt Company, and it's just you you enter with a partner, and at the end of the year you add up your two scores of your two biggest deer uh, as a team, and then you might win, right? Well, when you enter this thing, you get all kinds of discounts to all their sponsors that are right. huge discounts. Well, it's kind of the same thing with you guys. I mean, yeah, you yeah. entered, you hope to win the hunts, but then you also have other drawings. Right. And I'm like you said, they get discounts code, discount code. So it's kind of like one of those memberships that you're buying anyway. So even if you don't draw – um, your your money is still spent well, um, right? Instead of just you know throwing a hundred dollars in a, a trash can. So that's what's right. cool about um, entering something like this. Is I'm sure the odds are getting a little worse as you guys are growing, but um, the number of hunts is probably going to grow as you guys as get larger yeah. too. So I mean, yeah, we went from eight to fourteen for season three, and I uh, I I don't we're not going to you know. Um, the, the, we're not going to stop it, you know, as we get more teams, we'll just put on more hunts. I mean, it's a blast for us and and we're going to start doing some really cool stuff. You know, once New Zealand opens up, we're probably going to have some dudes go over and hunt stags. Um, hey, we're can we do... volunteer to be your cameraman? Yeah. I don't know anything camera. about it. I'll be your chef. <laughs> <laughs> we all have you guys set up camp. Just show up and set up camp. Micah, Micah, I got I to gotta rat you out, dude. Okay. Micah's like, I, I want to hunt red stag so bad, but I don't want to hunt no, you know, high fence stag. I want, I want somewhere like, you know, New Zealand. And I'm like, well, it's an island, so it's kind of safe. <laughs> well, uh, and I hate to burst your bubble, but 98% of New Zealand big stags are all high fence. Yeah. Um, oh. What, Micah, what we need to do is we just need to put you on like a 100,000 acre high fence ranch and you'll get lost in that. Yeah, time, I could, I could so. get behind that. And it's not that <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't exactly. hunt high fence, it's just that's not something you've ever done yeah 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 i uh but yeah the the you know alaska's on our radar as well putting some teams up there and some drop camps on caribou moose that type of stuff um but yeah so we've got we've got some really cool things coming up the other the other thing for me is is we built the show based off of kind of the same application charge it is for any out-of-state guy when when i put in for new mexico yeah cost you, you know bucks. It, it's it, you know yeah it's it's a couple hundred bucks or colorado Actually, and new mexico takes all your money up front yeah it takes all your money up front and then say keeps like a couple hundred bucks yeah um, when you don't draw and then it's even a bigger kick in the face but um yeah like arizona i mean arizona's 160 bucks to put in for two species that's two chances that's it 
Like this is 14 chances. If you broke it down, $100 divided by 14, what is that? Like seven bucks a, a entry or I'll something? Be, I'll believe so, you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right. it's pretty, pretty economical. And then on top of that, you win a pair of binoculars along the way or a sleeping bag or, you know, whatever. Uh, I think we have Davis wall tent stuff up right now. And we did bow spiders. Like, you know, we're always trying to engage our members and always trying to, to have a, you know, something out there that guys can go get excited about. There's nothing more exciting than having a chance. And there's nothing less exciting than watching something get drawn that you don't have a chance in. Right. Yeah. So, which is kind of like for somebody who wants to go, like, especially hunt elk out West hate to say this like we're chasing points in arizona for the rest of our lives probably you guys are oh. I, I i got smart yeah, and i was like i'm, not, He's like, I'm not gonna waste my money on <laughs> I'm it not man. Gonna waste my time <laughs> yes and i will tell you this we check the stats and i i guarantee you our elk hunting to draw the four tags that we buy for a non-resident is way higher than you trying to Get draw yourself. that yourself yeah i think we bought more tags than like non-residents drew in the gila because there was like only like two non-residents that drew or something. It was crazy. Yep. So See, that, that, that just like proves my point because what's funny is my brother-in-law and I like got together after he had his horrible, uh, you know, experience last year in New Mexico. He's like, screw it. If we're going to put in for there, we're going to put in for the premiums. And if we get it, we get it. And I'm like, dude, you know, the chances of us ever getting that first off we're putting in as a group so we're already hurting right. ourselves because there got to be two tags left right and right. uh you know and then we're out of staters so we only and we're not an out with an outfitter so yeah. i mean our chances are probably never going to happen you could do something like this and just save your money yeah yeah i'm intrigued because i've got 800 or i've got 962 dollars sitting with the new mexico right now and yeah and it'll sit with them for yeah. how long i don't know when they draw but uh, I think it's coming out, and I just I just had a hundred or one thousand one hundred and sixteen dollars sitting with Montana for a month and a half, and we didn't draw that. So now there's another whatever fifty seventy bucks out of my pocket, and I'm just like, that was just a general tag, and I'm yeah. like, geez, you can't even draw that anymore, you know. So we want to make it, you know, we want we can control our odds, we can add teams, we can go different places. That's what makes our show so intriguing is putting guys in different situations. You know, ultimately I would love to, to get so big that we've got four sheep tags. Can you imagine four doll oh sheep hunters going up on hunt wars to hunt doll sheep or, you know, something like that. I think that would be out, out of this world to go film that up in Alaska. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. All right. I got one more question before I want you to give uh, everybody uh, your contact info so they can get a hold of hunt wars and how they sign sure. up and all that. Um, any plans in the future to do some coyote hunts? <sighs> um, my concern is, is the same with, you know, all predators. Um, yeah. The, the way, you, the way it's going to look. Yeah. How do you, how do you do a competition where it's not just on dead kills, you know, and how do you do it where, where, it, you know, I, that, that's probably the one thing that I struggle with a little bit. Everybody asked us for mountain lions too. And I'm like, man, like, how do you turn that into a competition? I got to think through that. Yeah. Um, I would never rule anything out. Uh, for sure. We'll probably have some 
extra points on the whitetail if you shoot a coyote. <laughs> um, that's what we'll usually do is like, hey, here's a bonus five points. We did that on the um, we did that on the mule deer hunt in, in Arizona with rabbits. If you shot a rabbit, you got a half a point extra. And guys took that to heart. They lost some arrows on some rabbits, but uh, <laughs> some grouse. That said, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that that was fun. That was kind of a fun added thing. But uh, I would rule anything out. Right now, we're focused on just the main big game fun. You know, everybody can be involved. You put in, you know that you're going to get an amazing hunt. Um, We loved the the goose and the the duck hunt, but I just feel like all of our guys' hearts are in big game. So whether you're coos deer, whitetail, mule deer, elk hunting, season three is going to be epic. It's got some amazing stuff, you know, amazing units that we're, we're buying tags in and we're going to, we're going to have some really, really cool, cool opportunities for season three. So it's, it's going to be better than season two for sure. You'd almost have to like get with a fur trader and show the process after, you know, yeah. showing, Hey, you know, these, yeah. these animals get utilized, obviously depending on what states, some of them aren't worth much, but, uh, yeah, we, we've all gotten big into coyote hunting the last couple of years and we've always talked about going different like, states and going hunting. to different states yeah. Doing like a tour, or we just go enjoy ourselves and yeah. you know go uh, coyote hunting. But okay, yeah, I I think that sits more well with the hunting society than maybe like the general population. I don't know, you know. Then that's a whole other thing. You don't want to piss off Peta. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we're we're, you, we're fighting you. we're fighting a lot of that right now because they're trying to shut down a lot of coyote competitions and whatnot. So right, uh, and and yeah, I I get it. It it, it is what it is, but. uh Okay, so if somebody wants to sign up, how can they get yep. a hold of you guys? Website, all that fun stuff. Pretty simple. So we own Hunt Wars with a Z or Hunt Wars with an S um, dot com. Either one, um, they can go to that and literally it says join now. They'll hit that join now button and it just walks them through their very basic information. We don't need an extensive background of your hunting background to, to apply. We don't need that until after your name is drawn. So we've made it very simple name, phone, email address, boom, that's it. Put, put that in there and you're in for all, all the 14 hunts that we have for season two uh, or season three, sorry. And then as far as, as subscribing to our YouTube channel, that's probably the best because then you'll get the updates on when we're drawing all the new episodes that are coming out. Um, we always do a brand matchup. Season two featured Leopold versus Baku. So we had two guys from Leopold against two guys from Baku. So we'll always do a brand matchup. I will. I actually got another little nugget for you guys. You know, this podcast is the first to announce that we are doing a celebrity matchup for round three for season three. And it is an all pro rodeo matchup. All these guys have been to the NFR that are all coming out and they're going to hunt um, in teams of two. Oh, that's cool. So we've, we've added some matchups to season three that are above and beyond the 14 draw hunts. So the guys that go on the coos deer hunt are going to be able to be in camp with four pro rodeo guys um rubbing shoulders hanging out with those guys they're some of the coolest guys on the planet um they've all been to the nfr won the nfr and they're all coming on the show to uh see if they can get it done so very cool um you can follow us on social media hunt wars with a z 
pretty simple. Uh, like I said, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, go check out all the, the latest episodes. Um, usually you'll see on a video, those are a few videos of me on there talking about FAQs, that type of thing to answer any additional questions that, that, that come up. So we're pretty active on, on social media and, you know, just super grateful for everybody who supported us. I mean, guys like you make it what it is, you know, I, I can't say enough about how cool you guys doing these podcasts and, you know, taking the time out of your normal day job to do these and bring great content to people in the hunting world is, is really pretty amazing. So thank you guys for having me on and thank you for everything you guys do. Yeah. And thanks for this. This is a, it's a cool new, you know, it's just a, it's different than, than other things you watch. And uh, that's what uh, keeps me intrigued and uh, I enjoy, I enjoy, uh, you know, watching, I got some catching up to do cause I still haven't watched Aaron Snyder and, uh, you know, stalker stick bows versus Kafaru. That's going to, you know, That'd be a good I'm one. a big Aaron Snyder fan. So yeah, who's not, <laughs> man, the guy's awesome. Yeah. You know, those, those guys had to adjust a lot. You know, they weren't, con- they, they, they're, they're Colorado high country guys. And then to go to the desert in Arizona, man, it threw them for some loops, but wow. Wait till you see the bucks they're chasing. Yeah. They will blow your mind. That's awesome. Very cool. So. Well, Troy Gokritz with Hunt Wars. Um, make sure you go check it out. This will come out April 26th. So you have just at, what, six weeks or so to yeah. sign up uh, from the day this comes out to, uh, t- to check them out. So if you have more questions, go to their website. They've got an FAQ section. So, you know, check out their YouTube and just see what it's like. Um, you know, you really can't lose, honestly, by signing up for it. Uh, I mean, honestly, now I'm kind of like, I've spent a lot of money putting all my tags in and I'm like, should I just done this? <laughs> I mean, honestly, at this point, well, I'll put in for that. So if you don't get drawn, you can be my call guy. Yes, that works. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll give you a little bit of insight. You can put in one more than one entry. So if you're like, why the heck did I just do that? I was putting extra entries in hunt wars. We've never had anybody do more than two or three, like. But yeah, we we do allow extra entries. So if you're like, why the heck am I putting in for ten states? I should just put in for this. Yeah, it's a good point. Makes sense. And then every year you put in, you you know, a state changes the rules. Like Wyoming, I feel like it's gonna screw me over here in about three years. You know, and yeah. all that stuff. You know, you put in for yeah. years and years, and then they decide to change the rules. Um, right. So, I think Utah's on the verge too. Yeah, I think I, they're gonna do away with points, and now you're like twenty two years of what? You know. Yeah. Just. Throwing money at you. So, yep. awesome. Troy, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate your time tonight. And uh, good luck with season three. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, we'll see you on the mountain. All right. Thank you, Troy, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, I know I'm pretty excited to get on there and watch some more of the uh, Hunt War shows on YouTube. So, Like I said, I'm I want to see Aaron Snyder. Yeah, that would be a good uh, one. Stalker stick pose. Yep. No, Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty good. But, yeah, it was a good show. Uh, we really appreciate him taking the time to come on with us. And, uh, you know, hopefully one of our listeners gets drawn. Hopefully um, 14 Missouri people draw. That's what happens. I don't know if that would happen. Missouri, but, uh, Kansas, our Midwest brethren. Yeah. Whatever they state o- they're from. The Midwest takes over the West. The Midwest takes thing. over the country. But, I mean, I guess you could – you could also be hunting upstate in Illinois, do some whitetail. I'd be all right. I said the country. Yeah, I'd be pretty 
excited about that. They got some toads up there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, that, that's some cool hunts. And, you know, the yeah. stuff that he was talking about, hopefully they do at some point. Mm-hmm. That'd be badass. No, it, it's it's an awesome concept. Uh, really cool show. Really good cinematography. So, I mean, go check it out. Go give them a subscribe. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I need to go to bed because I'm going to go hunt some turkey in the morning. All righty, man. You need to go to bed because I got to work, kind of. Work in the morning. You could just go hunt turkey. Thought about it. Thought about it. We'll see. All right. See you, bud. See you.